power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may take your seats. I trust you can hear me from the back. All right. Okay. How many of you are happy to be in church this morning? Hallelujah. All right. Let's sing this song. Captain of Israel's souls and God
lift our hands. Jesus, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the privilege to gather in your presence as your children. Thank you for the gift of your word. And thank you for the grace and the privilege to receive it. Today we ask that our hearts and our minds be made ready and sanctified for us to have an encounter with you through your word. We take authority over every workings of the enemy in the name of Jesus. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their Father through the Word this morning. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. Take glory, Father. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Shall we put our hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. Oh, your amen is jaundice and anemic. Hallelujah. When there's no sound, we produce our own sound. Hallelujah. All right, lift up your right hand and make this declaration. Say, in the name of Jesus. Say, in the name of Jesus. Say, this morning, I declare that my heart is open. Say, I declare that my mind is alert. Say, this morning, I declare that my spirit is sharp. Say, I declare that every heaviness is lifted in the name of Jesus. Say, I receive the word with gladness. I receive the word with joy in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. Amen. This morning I'm bringing you a short but important message. Amen? Amen. Nowadays when I say short, it's short. So believe me when I say short. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, <laughs> it's, it's a very important um, message for us all to hear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of us know Satan? Hey. I expected every hand to be up. You let me ask again. Okay, how many of us know the devil? Maybe Satan sounds funny to you. How many of you know the devil? Do you like the devil? Do you like Satan? Do you like him around you? 
You don't. All right. Okay. I just wanted us to establish that. <laughs> just in case. Just in case. Before I, I start preaching. This morning, I want to preach to you on what I've entitled, When the Devil is a Church Member. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me, let me say it again. This morning, the title of my message is, When the Devil is a Church Member. Hallelujah. Say it after me. When the Devil is a Church Member. When the devil is a church member, hallelujah. Somebody will ask, Hey, where from this topic has the pastor seen something? Yes, the pastor has seen something, he has seen the scriptures, <laughs> hallelujah. Yeah, you see, I want to show you this morning that the devil comes to church. I see. You see, sometimes we feel, oh, where God is, Satan cannot come there. You think because you fasted one week, Satan can come to your home or come close to you. Jesus, after 40 days and 40 nights, no food. Oh. That was when Satan even came closer to come and tempt him. Hallelujah. Sometimes we have some mentalities that are just sentimental and emotional, but are not scriptural. We think when we are bringing tongues, blah, 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 in the places, Satan cannot sit in that kind of atmosphere. No, 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 no. It's not true. Let me show you something in Job chapter 1, verse 6. Job chapter 1, verse 6. That entity we are dealing with has a lot of audacity. No, he's a very hard guy. That's why when we are dealing with him, we must also deal with him in a hard manner. Job chapter 1, verse 6. He said, now there was a day when the sons of God, somebody say the sons of God, came to present themselves before the Lord. So we are also children of God, right? Sons of, we've come to present ourselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. Somebody say, and Satan. And Satan. Hallelujah. This one, it was in heaven. And God himself was chairing the meeting. In another version, they say the heavenly council. When the heavenly council. That means there's not even all the angels. So selected. This guy who misbehaved and was fired. You let me put it in a corporate sense. You were a high-ranking executive in a big company. And you rebelled against the boss and he sacked you. And the next time they were having a board meeting, you open the door nonchalantly and come and sit there. That's what was happening here. Now I'm trying to show you the kind of entity we are dealing with here. Hallelujah. Opens the door and boldly enters and goes to sit down. Verse 7. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord. And said, from going to and fro the earth and from walking up and down on it. You are sleeping. The devil is walking up and down. Looking at things. Examining things. Looking for holes. Looking for crevices. Looking for cracks to take advantage of. 
So even in the presence of God and in the presence of high-ranking angels, Satan could go and present himself and take a seat and sit down. So what I'm trying to tell you is that Satan comes to church. Hallelujah. Devils come to church. But you see, there are different categories of the devils. I'll show you as we go on. And this thing about him showing himself in the presence of God and in the presence of the counsel of God, it didn't happen only once. You should tell you that this guy is a very hard guy. Let's read the same Job again, chapter 2, verse 1. Again, everybody say again. again. Say again. again. So again, that means it's another time. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And who appears again? And Satan, say and Satan, and Satan. came also among them to present himself before the Lord. This is this a very hard guy. He's <laughs> a very serious guy. So Satan can come to church. Satan can be a member of a church. Devils can be members of a church. Hallelujah. Amen. And when I talk about when the devil is a church member, I'm not talking necessarily about this one. Hmm? People can be representatives of the devil. People can do the bidding of the devil. People can help to carry out the agenda of the devil. And when it comes to people being Devils in the church, there are two categories of people. The first category are those who are unconsciously being devils. And the second category are those who are on assignment. Hallelujah. Let me show you something in John, John chapter 6. Let's start from verse 65 to 70. Give me NLT for that one. Even with Jesus, we had the same thing happening. John chapter 6. You see, this message I'm preaching is both therapeutic and prophylactic. Hallelujah. Uh, therapeutic and prophylactic. It's, it's both solving issues that I may not know <laughs> and preventing at the same time. Hallelujah. He said, then he said, this is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. Verse 66. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. That means even Jesus, people left his church. And he didn't throw a tantrum. Hallelujah. Aha. Uh -huh. People left Jesus' church because they didn't like what he was teaching. They didn't like his doctrine. They didn't like the, the things he was saying. So people left his church. But Jesus was okay with it. Hallelujah. That is why no pastor should behave like he has monopoly over any church member. Even Jesus, they left him. But he was okay. 
As I keep saying, nobody has died for anybody. No pastor has shed his blood for anybody. Nobody has any monopolistic right on any church member. People will come and go. Those that are meant to be with you will stay with you. It's as simple as that's what Jesus said in the, um, the earlier verse, the verse 65. Let's, let's read that one again. He said, then he said, that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. Those that are meant to be will be. Hallelujah. Yeah. So this is a, a by point I want to make. That even Jesus, people left his church. And he was fine. Verse 67. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you also going to leave? This was the time people were leaving the church. People were going. Church was shrinking. In spite of the miracles, the power and the people were still living. Yeah, give me your time. Like, what are your plans? In the next two years, are you still going to be here? Or you want to go to Germany? Go and do, go and do neurosurgery. What are your plans? He was asking. And, and these are genuine questions every leader must ask people. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you going to join your husband in the US? Or you are still here? These are questions, <laughs> genuine questions. So this is they didn't start now. Hallelujah. They've always been there. They've always been there. Are you also going to leave? Verse 68. It says, Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom will we go? You have the words that give eternal. Peter, Peter knew how to flow fans over. He said, who do you think that I said I am? People were, oh, Jeremiah, this, this, they came and gave an elaborate. Said, you are the Christ. <laughs> he said, blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. The guy could give fans, seriously. He said, you have the words that give eternal life. Whom should we go to? Who? Where? He cried later, he went back to fishing. <laughs> Human beings, eh? Ay, ay, ay. My friend will say, Beja God. <laughs> Verse 69. He said, We believe and we know you are the Holy One of God. That is Peter for you. <laughs> but you see, in spite of the fact that people were leaving, Jesus didn't compromise on the truth. And look at what he said the next. Verse 17. And that is my point. Then Jesus said, I chose the 12 of you, but one is a devil. One is a devil. <laughs> is there, why is he pointing in this direction? <laughs> this is a very, very serious statement. He said, I chose the 12 of you, but one is a devil. See, that is the category of devils in the church who are on assignment. There are those that can transiently be used as devils and sometimes they are not even aware that they are being used as devils. But this one, right from that time, Jesus said, one of you is a devil. One of you is on assignment. One of you has an agenda. But you see, in all these cases, as I'm saying, having devils in the midst is inevitable. It will happen. But the important thing is to have the ability to spot the devil. 
When Satan presented himself, God looked and said, no, this one is not my son. <laughs> nah, 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 this one, if I look at the way his head is, mm, mm, mm. it's not my son. He spotted that this one was Satan. Here too, Jesus was able to discern right from the beginning that this one. Mm -hmm. So the problem is not uh, devils infiltrate, they will infiltrate. Look, as a church grows, strange people will come. I'm telling you, strange people will come. People on assignment will come. It is up to us to be sharp enough, up to us to be prayerful enough, up to us to have enough fire to expose the real identities of the devils when they come. Hallelujah. So as for the coming, they will come. Whether the devils come or not is not a measure of the level of anointing and the grace on the ministry at all. Who had more grace than Jesus? Inner core members, church council, 12. <laughs> but I said, one of you, one of you, it's a devil. They are laughing. <laughs> say, one of you, it's a devil. So this is the category of devils who are on assignment. They, they know what they are about and they have an agenda. And we'll get into that later. And I want to show you an example of people who can behave like devils, but that is not really their intention. Matthew chapter 16. Let's read from verse 21 to 23. Matthew 16, 21 to 23. From then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he will suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He will be killed, but on the third day, he will rise from the dead. Next verse. But Peter, somebody say Peter. Peter. The one who can flow, can flow fast. Yeah, Jesus, oh, yeah. But Peter took him aside. His pastor called him. Come, 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 come. I saw this one. Come, 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 come. <laughs> and began to reprimand him. The like King James says to rebuke him. Say, Pastor, you don't talk like that. Don't say such things. When he says that especially in public, it's not fine. Don't be talking like that. He began to reprimand him for saying such things. Heaven forbid. You, Peter, have you seen heaven before? The one you're talking, he came from heaven. You are talking to him, he came from heaven. You are telling him, heaven forbid. <laughs> heaven forbid, Lord. He said, This will never happen. Sure, he did. <laughs> God forbid. <laughs> it will never happen. And look at what Jesus said. Verse 23. Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get away from me who Satan. I, the one who had the revelation that he's the son of God. The one that he asked, Are you also going to go? He said, You are the one who carries the words of eternal life. Where else can we go? Now Jesus is calling him Satan. And Jesus had very sharp discernment too. He, he knew what he was talking about. That means at this time, it wasn't Apostle Peter that was speaking. It was Satan that was speaking through him. And in what he was doing, he actually thought he was doing something good. 
So that gives us the second category of people, devils in quotes, who are unknowing vessels, employees of Satan without pay. People that Satan just uses. So Satan can pick anybody from among the church and use to prosecute an agenda. So what determines who Satan chooses for a particular assignment? Let's go to the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. The temptation of man. Satan needed something to use. Needed somebody to use. He said now the serpent was more subtle everybody says subtle than any beast of the field which the lord god had made and he said unto the woman yeah had god said ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden he was looking for an animal that was cunning he he wanted an animal whose characteristics fit the job that he had at hand to be done so the question is what are your characteristics what is your your life like what is your character like so depending on what your character is like satan can come and look you decide that no i want to do this particular thing and so this person is the one fit for the job if you are gossip and Satan wants to spread lies about somebody to destroy the church. You look and oh no, this is that she likes giving information. He likes transmitting information. He's BBC, CNN, Al Jazeera, all combined. If this information gets to this person, he won't verify. She won't verify, and she will forward it, talk about it, even raise it as a prayer topic in a prayer meeting. I hear in some places, hey, when you go for a prayer meeting, let us pray for sisters, so, so and so, and this and this and then and they are saying things that are, <laughs> it's a way of gossiping. What are your characteristics? Satan can look at that weakness that is in you. You see, one of the problems with Peter was the fact that he was a very spontaneous person. Realize that when Jesus asks any question, most of the time he's the first to talk. Thank God most of the things he said were sensible. <laughs> but he had that tendency to just open his mouth and talk. And what he did, aside showing the fact that he had the tendency to just open his mouth and talk, you realize there's some amount of overconfidence. I know it all. You know, sometimes you can have some people in the church like that. It's like they know everything. They have everything figured out. It's not even in church, in church alone, work, place. You can be a boss. You have a subordinate who feels like his ideas are superior, like, you know, that, that kind of thing. From the way the thing was put, I can see Peter was that kind of person. He had a lot of confidence. He was very spontaneous. He, he believed himself. 
After all, I mean, some of the things he has said in the past were accurate. Those times it was God who was revealing to him, but this time round, it was Satan. You see, that is why we all have to be careful. Leaders, when you are coming for leaders' meeting, you pray before you come. That Lord, may I not be like Peter. May Satan not speak through me. Because look at what Peter was saying. He was expressing genuine concern. I'm sure a lot of you, if I came to tell you right now that in three days' time, people will come and kill me. Your reaction will be the same. But you see, what Peter was doing was actually attacking the very core of Jesus' purpose. That's why I told you the other time that when it comes to a man's purpose, leave it with him and God. If I say I'm going full time, don't come and tell me. Oh, but it, it took many years to train your kind. I've heard that so many times. And this and this and that. It will be a loss to the medical fraternity. That is why we are training new hematologists to come in. Hallelujah. Very soon, Pastor Alpha will start residency in hematology. One go, one come. Like that. Uh-huh. He was attacking the very core of the man's purpose and God's agenda for him. That's why Jesus got angry like that. It's not everything you open your mouth and say. There are some things you pray. Some meetings you pray before you go. Right? Most of them meeting, well, come and sit down and close our head. <laughs> they say, pray that God, let everything that will come out of But this also doesn't mean when you come, keep quiet. Me, I don't want to be... Satan, no, let me just keep quiet. <laughs> let me just keep quiet. So there, there are those who can be used and they don't even know they are being used. And it's because of certain weaknesses they have, certain characteristics. If you have the tendency to be offended, you are open for, you are an open candidate to be a tool in the hands of the devil. I'm telling you, offense and bitterness. I've told you here several times that those two things can destroy a church faster than fornication and adultery. Offense and bitterness. They work like a cancer. They spread. You know it's easy to spread offense, to spread bitterness. It's easy. You can infect somebody with your offense right now. And what you notice is that in any place, it can be a workplace, an organization, whatever. When somebody is offended, they automatically and subconsciously find other offended people and they start rolling together so anytime they meet they discuss their offense they make their offense worse it becomes deeper they become more and more bitter and the devil orchestrates things like that they will find each other oh they'll find each other this thing it happens in church it happens in the secular world in the corporate world everywhere they find each other some way, somehow. Like how, you know, drops of mercury. That's when they touch each other, they turn realize they are becoming a big unit. Association of offended sons and daughters. <laughs> Look, don't joke with this devil. Don't joke with this entity. If you have that tendency, you are like a hammer in the hands of the devil. You are an axe in the hands of the devil. Easy, 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 easy. Oh, me ask for this uh, 
Uh, prayer meeting, I've stopped going. You, are you going? Are you going? I'm not going, I've stopped. I've been in the prayer bands. I've never been made to lead even once. You, you, you were even there before I came. You two, have you ever led before? Then you see the spreading of the bitterness. Me, I'm not going. Are you going? May the Lord give you the grace to resist transmission of the virus of bitterness and offense in the name of Jesus. Ah, some things you don't even listen. Don't, don't hear. Don't hear. Don't hear. People like that are ready tools. Ready tools. Ready tools. Ready tools. They'll talk to you and you'll start seeing things from an angle you never thought you'll see it. Suddenly you start doubting certain things. You start feeling a certain way about certain people. I mean, you seen people you've spoken to and after that your opinion about somebody has just changed. It's like suddenly you can't love the person the way you used to love the person anymore. Spreaders of offense and bitterness. And as I said, they always find each other. But may you not be found in that company in the name of Jesus. have those two who are on assignment they, they know exactly what they are doing they know what they are doing is wrong they may not necessarily be occultic people there are, there are some of them who are actually occultic i heard the story of a guy who was posted and i say posted because in the occult world they do posting it's not only ministry of health that posts people they do postings they post people into churches and this guy was posted into a church and his assignment was target all the pastor's wives and sleep with them i don't want to mention the name of it. there's a church all of us know in ghana here a popular church all of us know and i was listening to the guy's testimony after he had repented in the interview, he was now beginning to say to me, the host said, yeah, 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 yeah. Because now he was going to details that were not necessary for public consumption. He was posted to the church and his agenda was sleep with the pastor's wives. And you see, the pastor's wives too were not prayerful people. They were not spiritual people. They were not people who loved the things of God. They were also not sharp in the spirit. And according to him, he succeeded from the head pastor right to the smallest junior pastor. He slept with their wives, all of them. Devils on assignment. Some people are sent to churches and their role is go and spoil the young ladies there. So the person joins the church and suddenly all the girls, who, hi, who, oh, hi, who, oh, what a guy, who, nice shining car, huh, I don't know, this comes and he'll be rolling his keys like that and singing, Amazing Grace. <laughs> Devil in church devils on assignment they enter one subgroup one ministry and suddenly confusion sometimes the devil plants people and and the assignment is just cause confusion 
cause confusion. Go and say this to this person. Go and say this to this Knock people's heads together. Key people who are supposed to work together to make the ministry go on well. They are fighting, they are disagreeing, they are this, that, that. And there is one person in the middle of the whole thing. Stoking fires. Going to say things to this one. Hey, do you know that this person thinks this about you? And blah, blah, blah. Confusion all over. May the Lord deliver us from such people. May the fire of the Lord locate any such that has such an agenda in the name of Jesus. Amen. Devils on assignment. One of the top pastors in Ghana, he said one time, he employed this secretary, his secretary to the church. He was like, this lady was so efficient. It's as if she could read his mind. He could anticipate the things, and every leader likes somebody who can anticipate things. Any leader will tell you, I, I, they, they want people who can anticipate the problem and solve it even before they have to open their mouth and see. And this lady was so, uh, like, efficient. But thank God this man is a very spiritual man, a very prayerful man. So one time in prayer, he sent something. So he went to the lady and said, who are you? He said, oh, but you know me. I said, I said who are you? More like, ah, but you know my name already. Who are you? She said she's a witch. And that she has been sent on an assignment. Her assignment was that she was supposed to ensure that she seduces him and gets him to sleep with her so that his ministry just collapses like that. And she was a secretary for a while. Sometimes these people, they are camouflage a serious so It takes a while before. The lady who was following Paul, she followed them for days. So she followed them for days. The one who was saying, Oh, these are the men. Oh, go and read it. Well, she followed for days before finally the man of God was able to descend. That, hey, this thing, it is a spirit of the divination. And he cast it out. Sometimes the camouflage can be. You see, that is why at the end of the day, the bottom line is that it is character that will save you. It's character. What character will do for you, your gift cannot do. And as such circumstances, it's, it's not too much about gift. Though. It's the character. It's the character. There are Delilah's walking around in church. There are Jezebel's walking around in church. Jezebel was not only in the Old Testament, there was a Jezebel in the New Testament. Let's read Revelation chapter 2, 18 to 23. And Jezebel is unisex. There are male Jezebels and there are female Jezebels. So I said, Jezebel, don't look at the ladies. A male can have a Jezebel spirit. Hallelujah. Yeah. He said, and unto the angel of the church at Tithera, Right, this is Jesus speaking to the church. These things said the Son of God, who had his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass. Verse 19. I know thy works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last to be more than the first. Next. He said, notwithstanding, that means the narrative is about to change. I like these things about you, but there is something I don't like about you. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee because thou suffereth that woman Jezebel 
Give me the NLT for that verse 20. The suffering, it doesn't mean obre. He said, but I have this complaint against you. You are permitting this woman, that Jezebel, who calls herself a prophet. So the Jezebel spirit, there are prophets who are operating the Jezebel spirit. There are men of God who have the Jezebel spirit. To lead my servants astray, she teaches them to commit sexual sin and to eat food offered to idols. Verse 21. I gave her time to repent but she does not want to turn away from her immorality verse 22 therefore I will throw her on a bed of suffering and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds verse 23 he says I will strike her children dead then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intentions of every person and I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. This one there. Jesus, the willful. It's annoyed. All because they have allowed that spirit of Jezebel. When we are talking about the spirit of Jezebel, we are talking about two things. We are talking about seduction and control. Seduction and control. That's why it says it's unisex. When you have people who enter the church and they are, they are there to seduce the woman. When you have young ladies who enter the church and their assignment is to seduce the man. If you're a young lady, your only friends in the church, all of them are the married men. Meanwhile, you are single. You don't befriend the single guys. Married guys. And you are texting them at 1 a.m. How was the same on today? You are, you are a devil. You are, you are being devilish. You are being devilish. Seduction. Unwholesome conversations. Look, when you are fathering somebody, keep the relationship clean. Hallelujah. Keep it pure and undefiled. You don't go your spiritual daughters and this and say hey nowadays it looks like your breast is becoming big oh, hey why have you been pumping them hey look at your buttocks hey you don't go open inside doors you are being a devil no not that you are being you are a devil you are a devil God has brought you people to father and to make better people out of them you are supposed to be a shepherd taking care of the sheep and you want to use them for kebab and a punching kakra. You're a devil. You're a devil. Seduction. Seduction. Keep the relationship pure. Let there be standards. Don't cross certain lines. Don't cross certain lines. That respect should be there. They should see you as their father. A pastor, you don't you don't engage in certain things with, with, with their, their daughters in the church. They see you as a father. Don't go doing certain things. It is a devilish spirit. Hallelujah. 
control. Jezebel, the spirit of, of Jezebel is a spirit of control. There are some people, the moment they make a big donation to the church, they want to call the shots. Or they come and dash the pastor something. So can you imagine this shit like this? It's a, it's a gift from Harriet. It was a birthday gift from Harriet. Then now Harriet say, oh, I've bought the passage. Anytime I call, he has to stop whatever he's doing and attend to the call. That would be a devilish mentality. But thank God she doesn't have that kind of mentality. Hallelujah. No, some people believe what they do for the church is their license to control things. As we are coming to build the, if God touches your heart and you bring one million dollars, we will collect it. We will build the house of God. But I can promise you that if it is A, I'll tell you A. If it is B, I'll tell you B. If you are fully and misbehaving, I'll tell you you are fully and misbehaving. If you like, pack your things and go. The money you didn't give it to me, you gave it to God. If you want to control God, go and control God. Go and control God. That is the spirit of Jezebel. Control. They want to manipulate things. This is, you have given, hey. I was having a, a, a conversation with one of my sons in the course of the week. And he was telling me about how some people, maybe when you help them in ministry, when you, 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 you minister to them or something, and they, they come and dash you something. Now they expect that you should be at their beck and call. I told him it's only a man of God who doesn't know the worth of his call who allow anybody to control them. Do you know the price of the anointing? Even the price of a, a redeemed soul. The Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he should gain the whole wealth and lose his soul? If I should make a mathematical equation out of that statement, the conclusion will be that the value of one soul is bigger than all the riches of the wealth put together. One born again soul. Because I said, what shall it profit? That means at the end of the day, if you do the subtraction of gain minus loss, and the loss here is your soul, gain here the whole world there's no profit that means there's no way the value of all the riches in the whole world will be bigger than one soul so if my born again soul has worth that is more than all the riches in this world even if you carry five billion dollars and you bring to me my born again soul alone is more is, is worth more than that and add the grace and the anointing that god has put upon this born again soul and you realize that you can't buy any man of god and until the man of God has that mentality, people will control him, people will dictate the pace, people will determine how things are, are going, and on the judgment day, you stand, and God will give you some lashes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Giving is not a license to, 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 to control people. It is a spirit of Jezebel. It is a spirit of Jezebel. Jezebel, immorality, control. Immorality control look let us keep our relationships pure let us keep our conversations pure let's not cross certain lines let's not cross certain lines the testimonies your your spiritual sons and spiritual daughters must give of you must be positive that you have made a positive impact upon their lives I want to read a message somebody sent me on my birthday. 
is that happy birthday daddy fire is that i don't know if you remember this testimony i shared a long time ago that during the church's inaugural service i heard very clearly during the end when we were praying that your father is here at a point i was really wondering about what i heard because i was still by then a bit distant from you he said but daddy fire i've seen that word come to pass very 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 vividly the word father is one of the biggest deals to me if you realize i could barely say daddy fire earlier because the word daddy connotes a lot of drama in my subconscious like you know there's somebody who has had father issues stuff like that he said but things are a whole lot different now you've helped me heal in a lot of ways you've taught me that there are still men there being fathers the godly way and not taking their responsibilities lightly he said god gave me a second chance at experiencing an early father's love through you and i feel so so privileged to have had that chance he said these may be simple things but they mean the whole world to me and i'm so grateful to god for you thank you daddy for opening up your home to me Thank you for opening up your heart to me. Thank you for guiding me as my pastor. Thank you for entrusting me with little responsibilities in the church. Where else will I serve the Lord? He said, I don't take you for granted at all. I'm eternally grateful that God gave me a father. And this is the part that is most important to me. He said, through this, I can love my biological father without second thoughts. In the past six months, I've seen evident change in my disposition towards my daddy. I forgave him a long time ago, but now I can sense pure love towards him. And it's because of your act of kindness towards me. God bless you so much. Hallelujah. This is what the testimony should be. It shouldn't be them sending you a text message that the thing me and you did, it has come. <laughs> your impact in their lives must be positive they should be better off because you came into their lives may god protect us from the spirit of jezebel and today we stand as a church united in word and in prayer any agenda of hell any assignment of hell against this ministry in a form of individuals in a form of plans today we scatter it in the name of jesus we dismantle those plans in the name of jesus wherever there are gatherings against this ministry to sow seeds of discontent to sow seeds of of disaffection to bring immorality to sow seeds of immorality in this ministry we send the fire of god we send the lightning of god we send the voice of god we send the earthquakes and the thunderings of god into those gatherings in the name of jesus christ of nazareth and we invoke that eternal and supernatural inferno of the fire of the holy ghost upon this ministry that anything hiding in disguise may the fire expose its identity in the name of jesus just as snakes were hiding among the firewood and fire set on the wood by paul reveal the true identity of the snakes let the fire of the holy ghost rain upon this ministry and if there are any hidden agendas let them be exposed in the name of jesus christ of nazareth and today we take a vaccination shot 
against the spirit of Jezebel, against the spirit of Delilah, against manipulative spirits, against seducing spirits. We inoculate ourselves and insulate ourselves under the cross of Jesus and under the blood of Jesus. And we declare that no such agenda shall see the light of day in our lives in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And today, Lord, I pray for protection for the daughters of the house against strange men. Take strange men away from them. Grant them the grace and the discernment to spot the strange men when they come around them. And for the sons also, Lord, give them the discernment to be able to see the strange women when they come. The marriage breakers, the destiny stoppers, may they be exposed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May Confucianists not see their agenda flourish in this ministry in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And today we arrest the spirit of offense. We arrest the spirit of bitterness and we declare that it will not spread in the lives of the people. It will not spread in the church. We shall hold hands together as one big family bound together with cause of love that cannot be broken. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Today we shut the doors to contrary spirits. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And Father we pray that the fire of the Holy Ghost shall encircle each and every one of us. That nothing of the devil shall penetrate. That our lives will be hid together with Christ in the Lord. Because in him we live. In him we move. And in him we have our being. Father we thank you that we will not even allow ourselves to be used as devils. We will not be tools in the hands of the enemy. That the enemy will not find any cause to choose us as candidates for his diabolical agendas. Thank you Lord for this word. Let it be cemented deep down in our spirits and give us the grace to be doers of it. Take glory, Father, take glory, Son, take glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow. 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 Overflow.